Welcome to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. Discovering in Christ to love the life we live and learning how to live a life of love. Would you agree that uh, too many people jump into marriages without any kind of godly counsel, with any counsel at all, be it that they're godly or not? Absolutely. And absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, if you if you could give anyone advice who's thinking about marriage, I mean, and we're going to get into your interview, and you, they haven't got married yet, what would that advice be? If there was just off the top of your head, if there was something, hey, we not, we haven't got married yet, uh, we're thinking of getting married, what would before they get married, what would you, would there be any quick advice to give them? Yeah, I mean, first off, uh, perspective is, ev- well, it's not everything, but it's a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, a godly perspective is everything. But 29 years later, looking back, I wished that we could have had a spiritual covering of somebody that who had been there and done that mm-hmm. and has invested time in a relationship that's had its ups and downs, which all relationships do, that we could draw from. Mm. You know, honestly, as young as we were, I don't know how much it would. It would definitely have helped us if we would have done it and listened. Right. But when you're 22 years old and 18, 19 years old, sometimes you just got to fail. Yeah. You know everything, don't you? Right. <laughs> well, you but, think you do. But if I could go back in a time capsule, I would I would find some people that I trusted that I could turn to when I knew things, uh, when I wasn't sure about decisions and go, hey, right. help me out here. And if they told me what I didn't want to hear, that I could go, you know what? I know you love me and, and I trust right. you and I'm going to, you know. So, yeah, just having godly people in your life is so critical. Absolutely. That you trust who can tell you no. Mentors. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think also I'd like to add to that that people shouldn't focus on finding the one. They should focus on yes. being the one. Right. Um, and I think that starts years before you ever even meet the right person. Right. You, know, you start reading books, listening to podcasts, whatever, you know, just putting things in. Um, and because, you know... Uh, we're not born perfect. Right. You know, we all have issues and character flaws and areas where God can refine us. And if people would really put the work into it, instead of putting everything on the other person, expecting them to be perfect and to accommodate our weaknesses, if we would focus on our own weaknesses and um, and flip them into strengths, you know, mm-hmm. then we can be the person Absolutely. that we want to marry. And then also um, godly counsel. Uh, reading books, listening to podcasts. And then I would say our most recent um, discovery, if you call it, or just really revelation is, I believe that when you're in a relationship and the hormones and the emotions, and really it's intoxication. Mm, I mean, uh, falling in love or being in a relationship where you believe that you're in love it's so intoxicating that you're, you're, you're not in your right mind. You know, you wouldn't give a friend keys to drive a car if they were drunk. And I don't think that, and they tell you, you know, uh, when you come out of surgery and you're on anesthesia, don't make any decisions for the next 24 hours. Don't buy a house, don't buy a car, (laughs) you know, because you're not in your right mind. Right. And I think when you're in that moment and your heart is fluttering and you have those emotions, it's really, it's really hard. But the truth is you're not in a position to make those lifetime decisions because you're, you're, it's emotion that's in the way. And so um, I believe, and I know Patrick believes this, I've heard him say it too, that it's good to take a break Mm -hmm. and fast, not just from food or, you know, abstaining from food or or whatever, but uh, the relationship, Mm -hmm. test it. And and I, what we've said, you know, even to our daughter recently was take a break. 
from the person and and get somewhere along with God, away from the influence of people right. or the relationship where you're not hearing people telling you what you should be doing and where you're away from that constant communication, the texting, right. the calling, right. the emotion. Just detach yourself from everyone and every distraction around mm. you. And get yourself where you can hear the Lord. Yeah. And then, and, and stick with it. You know, yes. 21 days is a good time period because if the person is just a habit, yeah, you can break a habit in 21 days. Right. And if the relationship is not God, but it's a habit, right. Because you're so used to talking to that person every day, you're supposed to use, to, you know, you, it, it becomes sometimes I think relationships are not necessarily meant to be, but they're just sort of a pattern that we've created. Right. And it's like, well, I always text this person when I get up. They always call and check on me. I always ride with them to church. It's just a routine. Yes. And it feels like it's what's meant to be when really it's just comfortable. Yes. Um, and maybe pulling away may feel uncomfortable. And it may seem like, oh, I just can't do that. That's horrible. I'll, you know, and your thought process might, um, I think you might focus on that person the yes. first few days. Yes. Uh, just like when you fast from food, the first mm -hmm. few days from fasting from food is torture. You know, right. you think about nothing but food, but then you reach this plateau where that, that is not your one thing anymore. And, right. and God becomes the one thing and you can hear clearly. Right. And when you abstain from food, your other senses mm -hmm. become heightened, mm -hmm. you know, like a person who's deaf, they can see better. They have better vision. A person who's blind has great hearing. They can hear, yes. you know, they can, they can use their ears to tell you if there's a curtain on over the, over mm -hmm. the window or if there's a wall behind them, you know, they, cause the sound bounces. It just makes their other sentences yes. so heightened. So when we fast, it heightens our awareness of God and we hear and those distractions are out of the way. Right. And those emotions are out of the way. Mm -hmm. And I think, Wow. I mean, to me, that's just huge. Yes. I mean, if we could have done that, um, no, not just to, like if we weren't supposed to be together, the Lord could give, you, could give you clarity on that, you know, but just to give us wisdom on how to deal mm -hmm. with uh, the obstacles we had in front of us in the relationships right. because we needed wisdom right. and we weren't getting it. Well, that's exactly what you were saying earlier, Patrick, about perspective, because it really does, doesn't it? When you guys... When, when you move away from somebody, it kind of gives you a little bit more of a broader perspective. It's kind of like uh, flying in an airplane. When you look down from an airplane, it gives you a different perspective of when you're in the hubbub of the people. When you look back, you realize how small you are or how insignificant mm -hmm. some things are. So when you move away, it gives you a broader perspective. And then you can, as you were saying, get God's perspective as well. So, And, I, and it's funny that you use that whole example of a motor vehicle because it isn't it interesting that people will take you know, tests on motor vehicles before they can drive them. Is everything in life you before you get anything, you've got to do a test. You've got to do a you know, you've got to do kind of a a time where you've got to spend some time learning and growing. Marriage is the only one that's you just jump in whenever you want to and there's no and and yet it's one of the most important relationships in your life. Yeah, so I think probably, you know, it, it would I don't know what the studies would show, but probably ninety nine percent of people who enter into a marriage aren't ready. Yeah. And and if you're not equipped, like most people aren't, when you enter into a storm, it's going to be tough. Yes. It's going to be tough whether you're equipped or not. And and, and looking back, uh, you know, it, it's I think it's human nature when you're in the, in the midst of tough circumstances to gravitate towards somebody who will agree with you. Mm -hmm. And so if you have somebody in your life that you know loves you. Right. And that is a mature Christian and you're in the middle of that storm, you can mm -hmm. go to and say, I need some help. I need some perspective. Yes. I'm, I'm seeking God in my quiet time, but you know, somebody to, 
so into you. It just so it's just it, it's 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 you know to me it's like an airplane landing on a strip that has lights or not having lights. Yeah, you know those lights are important. Yes, and and, and you carry them with you. You're you're you know most of them your entire life just about. Wow. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Let me ask you. We spoke about obviously that you'd see you had mentioned that there was hell from the beginning in the sense, especially with you and your mother's relationship. But now you come, you get married, and where and any either of you can answer. Where did you start seeing there could be trouble? Were there any signs or things that started cropping up that you started seeing that there's there could be rocks ahead here? There could be some issues ahead here. And when was that? Was that like the very first day of your, you know, in your honeymoon? Or was it when you got back from your honeymoon? Or, and I know I'm asking you to think way back, but. I'll start with it there. Um, you know, looking back um, again to speaking to the subject of just blind love, you know, you think you're in love. Infatuation was a lot of it at the time. And uh, the thought of, oh, we're going to be grown up now. We're going to be married and we're starting a new life and just not really having much of a visual beyond my, my, my you know, two feet in front of me beyond that. It's just, you know, real cloudy. I would say when, when Christy and I started getting serious, her mom specifically, uh, I noticed a, uh, her retracting and her, I, you know, and I can understand today because she's the only daughter. I, I don't know. I noticed her going to disengage and wanting to back up. Yeah, her mom was doing her that. Mom, okay. Yeah. Wanting yeah. us to back mm-hmm. up. And which made perfect sense at the time to her and would be to me now as well. But to us, we were like, what are you talking about? Um, but uh, so early on, really, you know, I don't know how long we've been dating. Well, uh, um, we dated for about two years and then we got married. But I don't remember exactly when the trouble started. What I, what I do remember is it's it's interesting because her mom and dad really kind of helped orchestrate part of our, our, our relationship. They kind of. I wouldn't say they introduced us, but there were some. It, it, there seemed to be some encouragement there from them for us to connect. But once we got serious, they, uh, her mom specifically, just you know shut down. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, this is not okay. And I think really at the time, it was again it was my my perspective and my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think I felt like she thought she was losing a daughter, and instead of you know, I I became a little bit angry. Immature and a little angry because a I'm thinking, bit? yeah, right. <laughs> a lot immature. But I'm thinking you're gaining a son-in-law. You're not losing a daughter, right? Uh, but but I but so things started to decline as we went to move forward, and she was like, "No way, we're done. This is not happening." And of course, you know, when when somebody pulls something away from you that you want, mm-hmm. you automatically just run that much harder towards it. But my sister. My, my older sister told me during that season, she said, Patrick, I'm going to tell you right now from experience, if you marry Christy, you're marrying her family. Mm-hmm. And and I remember thinking at that time, no, I'm not. We're going to get married and bye-bye. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, and, and I don't say that in any disrespect to her family because, uh, you know, there's like... We have saying, a great relationship now. So, yes, yeah. absolutely. But uh, the, the trouble started pretty early on and we right. chose to dig our heels in and move forward. Well, um, okay. So as far as like, amazingly, we got married and it didn't just fix everything. Right. Um, we did not have any kind of fin- financial plans in place or anything. We had no place to live. So we had to stay with his parents starting off. We had no savings. We had no plan. We had no financial counseling either. Mm. So we did not know what it looked like 
to, you know, I mean, he had a good job and he paid his bills, but you know, it's a car payment and insurance and, you know, uh, maybe a credit card or maybe, yeah. you know, what are we going to go eat this weekend and let's go shopping for clothes. Yeah. I mean, you know, Hey, it was, I, play money it was like, Hey, we're paying bills. We had no idea, you know, the responsibility. And so obviously financial strain was a big role. Right. Uh, we immediately started having financial issues. I'm a, a, a squeezer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm as, I grew up pretty poor. So the value of the dollar was huge to me. And so, um, I struggled a lot with the poverty mindset and I struggled with just being real tight. I, I, and Patrick had a gift of giving and I struggled with giving because I was like, we don't have enough, you know, and then also just, we shouldn't buy things, you know, we shouldn't, we should start going out to dinner and he just wanted to play and go fishing and buy a boat because that was his dream. That was his fairy tale was we're going to have a boat and go fishing. And I was like, we can't afford a boat. Right. And so he just in immaturity, you know, um, in my early twenties, he bought a boat. And we right. were living with his parents. And I'm like, what's wrong with this picture? We have a boat and we live in your parents' guest bedroom. And so the fighting started hey, we with that. No rent. Yeah, no right. rent, you know, all we had to do was worry about gas money for the boat and snacks for the lake. You know? um, yeah. But so I was not happy. I wanted my own place. Right. I wanted to be a homemaker. And that this was not the palace. You know, right. living in the guest bedroom while we fish on the weekends is not what I had pictured. Right. So that was the beginning of some of it. And then also we thought that things would just automatically work out with right. family and it did not so, so let me let me get this straight before you carry on so you the two of you get married uh you're starting off already with an aspect of your your family christy doesn't your, well your mom especially does not don't want this to happen so in a sense as if i'm understanding you correctly the first thing is you get married almost out of a you know what stuff you you know a spiteful you tell us we're not going to get married i'm going to get married maybe you would have got married in the future if you know a little later but so you and just just quickly just on that point there are so many people out there that are doing that right where maybe they might not have thought of marriage right there and then but because their parents are so against it they actually get married out of spite instead and proving that they're an adult Yes, proving that they're an adult. So, and we're going to move into the next thing. But as we finish off this week's one, what advice would you give parents and then kids in a situation similar to that? For instance, parents who really don't want their kids to get married, but the kids eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, they don't like the person, whatever. Um, what advice would you give parents like that? Because if I'm not mistaken, when kids are that young, any pushback from parents, especially for the one they love, can actually have the opposite mm-hmm. than that. And then secondly, to the kids whose parents are pushing back against the relationship. So, and I know we want to get into other stuff, but this is, you know, I, I've cottoned onto this because this what you're saying here is not something that's unique. There is so many people out there that are starting their marriages, starting the very foundation in that type of thing, which cannot be healthy. What would you, firstly, let me make it easy. What advice would you give parents? First, I would say if it's not too late, make sure you are sowing into your children. Uh-huh. Because without a relationship with that child, who, you, who do you listen to on a daily basis? Think about it. a stranger comes along and tells you what you should or shouldn't do. Right. You don't know them. You're not going to listen to them. Right. 
So it's so critical that you invest in your daughter or your son. You spend time with them. So that if there's a relationship there, it's a you're, you're a little more willing to listen to what that person has to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know thinking back to what we went through with Christie's, uh, specifically her mom, uh, the pulling and, and the her trying to force us not to get married. Exactly what you said. You know, we just got married too soon. Mm-hmm. We did. We both will admit that right now. We were young and dumb, and it was oh yeah, I'll show you. So. I just, my hope would be is there's still time to invest in that child. And there's always still time to invest at some level, but when they're in your house, don't go fishing. Or if you do, take your kids with you. Right. You know, create, focus on creating that investment in them that shows them you love them and they're very important to you. So when the time comes to say, hey, this is, we need to have a talk. Mm-hmm. They're a little more apt to listen to you. Absolutely. But the other thing too is, you know, we have to get to, as our kids get older, we've got to allow our kids to make mistakes. Yeah. And sometimes there's a season where we should go, you know what? We're going to shut up mm-hmm. and we're going to pray for, for them and we're going to wait and allow God to be God because he's our ultimate father. Yes. And trust he's got them and wait until they come to you and say, hey, dad, hey, mom, yes. what do you think about this? Right. Because, you know, I think uh, you know, hindsight's always 2020. Yes. I, I know there's just there's so many things I think about that I would do differently, and I would because, you know, the the natural uh, uh, reaction, I think, to challenges with your kids, uh, even with your parents, is you want to be in control. And I, I, Christy and I, I think, can identify with this. In the last several months and a couple of years, God's really showing us that we have been trying to control things. It's not our job to control. It's his job to control those things. Yeah. And so just learn how to take our hands off. Say, God, I trust you. I love you. I raised these kids, you know, based on your word. And mm-hmm. I know they're ultimately your dad, you know, right. your dad to them, you know, letting that process play out sometimes versus getting there and saying no. And just, you know, when you start telling your kid no to something, they won't go bad. Right. It creates that kind of a rebellious yes. atmosphere to the relationship. Well, I, I'll address the kids. Something I never knew back then that I've learned so much about now is having a culture of honor. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you take the scripture that you're supposed to obey your parents and honor your parents. And so you'll have a long, good life, you know, and I always thought that was from little kids, you know, so you won't get a spanking, you know, I didn't really think of it as going into your adulthood <laughs> and honoring and even showing honor to people who aren't even your parents. But we've learned so much about the culture of honor. And I think, if these kids uh, or young adults that want to get married, if they just make sure they maintain a culture of honor with their parents, whether their parents are saved or unsaved, whether they're right or wrong, or whether they agree or disagree, that's the very most important thing first is to show Mm -hmm. honor Mm -hmm. because, you know, you need to, to let your parents have a voice because they are older. They do know more and because they're not intoxicated in love and they can mm-hmm. see from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to trust that do my parents love me and want what's best for me? And what is their motivation mm. for what they're saying? Do they want bad for me or good for me? Is their track record of wanting good for me there? You know, is mm. it a parent that has always looked out for me and tried to do what's best for me? Why would they be against me now? And just, right. you know, and then getting counsel, mm-hmm. um, finding good, healthy people, and even saying, you know, not to offend the parents, but saying, hey, do you mind if I go outside the home to get counsel? I, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate your advice, and I know you have a lot of wisdom, but um, I'd like to get 
other council because I know mm. the council of many is healthy yes. and yeah. and you know just honoring the parents by saying I hope you don't mind but I'd like to get counsel from others and then when you get that counsel you know get counsel from many you know you don't want to just go counsel with yes. your boyfriend's parents no. because <laughs> if they want you to marry their son right. then you're going to get their counsel from their perspective you need a lot of all your boyfriend's friends either. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, you really have to get you know the perspective from those who are not involved right. in mm-hmm. emotion and love and, and mm-hmm. in your relationship. A third yes. party, get someone yeah. involved who has a lot I mean, of wisdom, and then you know the people you love. A lot of times, you know, we uh, we were counseling recently with a lady, and she said something really good. She said, "When a young person's in a relationship, and when they're their girlfriends." or their boyfriends, you know, their friends, their buddies start noticing things, they're usually the first ones to pick up on it. Something's not right. You've Mm -hmm. changed. You're acting differently. You're being controlled by someone or you're not, you're not doing things you would do in your character. Something is off. Yes. Um, Or your close family members or your family relationships. If everyone who knows you and loves you is saying, I see some Mm -hmm. flags waving here that something is off, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's a flat no. Maybe just some things need to be ironed out that don't yes. look healthy here. Then you need to hear those people yes. because they love you and God put them in your life for a reason. Right. You know, he gives us authority for that reason. And then yes. also, if you leave your home and you didn't show honor when you left, you're going to enter into your marriage mm. with that same thing that you, you, you're carrying it with you. You're not yes. shutting a door and opening another one. You are pulling it through the door right. with you, dragging it. Mm. And if you did not show honor to your father, mm. then you will not be able to show honor to your husband. Yes. It will follow you. And then you will create a generational iniquity that, you know, and, and for years uh, you will reap from mm. the dishonor that you've sown. And, and you can reap it in every area of your life, financial and health. And, you know, those burying unforgiveness and, and bitterness mm-hmm. isn't healing it. And you can't sweep things under the rug and right. hope they iron out because that's just not the way. It'd be nice if that's the way things worked, if we could just close a door and move yes. on. But it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. You really have to get voices in your life that don't just agree with you. Correct. Yes. You know, you really have to, you know, if, if this relationship is a God thing, mm. he's going to confirm it. It's not going to be just you and your boyfriend or you and your boyfriend's family or you know, it's there's God when God does something, He does mm-hmm. it, you know. And there's mm-hmm. not. Oh, I wonder if this is God. And that's why uh, Christy was saying earlier, we encourage our kids. You know, if you're you're praying about a relationship, take a break from the yes. relationship. Get along with God. Yes. You know, put that relationship on the shelf. Give it sixty days, ninety days, mm-hmm. maybe longer. If that person is the right person for you, mm-hmm. fear is not going to help you salvage this relationship. I mean, if they're the right person, they'll be yes. there 60 days yes. now, 90 days or six months, whatever it is. And if Absolutely. they're not, then they weren't the right person. Right. Well, thank you so much, guys. Uh, this podcast today, I think as we are just listening, I mean, it started in perspective, it ended in perspective. And I think one of the keys is perspective. Either getting perspective from God, getting perspective from your friends, your family, people you love, stepping back really kind of seeing the big picture because as you were saying uh, Christy the that uh, you get you get intoxicated you get you don't see all the little hidden problems and issues because all you see is that person is taking up your entire view 
And so that's great. Uh, thank you so much again for sharing your heart. And we're going to, I'm really excited because we're getting closer now to the Titanic. And so, you know, I'm not excited about the Titanic. I'm, I'm excited about the success that came after the Titanic. But, and I'm sure you all agree that sometimes we need our Titanic moments to really get our perspective in life and to see what really matters and what really is important. So thank you so much once again. Thank you for listening to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. For more information on other available teaching, please visit our website at orenrudolph.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash orenrudolph.